This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Major is here. We always enjoy the conversations. Mr. Garrett is on the uh, John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Let's jump into Colorado and the decision from the legal experts you have talked to so far, mm-hmm. do they expect the Trump team to quickly appeal this to the Supreme Court? Or yeah. could they say, hmm, Colorado's not our state. Colorado's not our state. Let's wait until it's a swing state. Or are they worried if it's allowed, even for this primary situation, because this is just the primary ballot, are they worried if this is won and it stays there, they're making a mistake by not going immediately to the Supreme Court? No, they've made it clear, and until they clarify these remarks that they have made clear, that they will go to the Supreme Court and seek overturning of the Colorado Supreme Court ruling, a 4-3. So it was all democratically appointed justices. Mm-hmm. We talked about this before. That doesn't mean they're Democrats. Yep. It just means they were appointed by governors who were Democrats. It was a split decision. Initially, the Trump campaign denounced the entire thing as a Democratic plot. Then it found dissents that it liked, written by Democrats, and so those Democrats were okay. <laughs> we should remind ourselves yes. of that. <laughs> Uh, But they're going to go to the Supreme Court. Uh, The Republican National Committee, through Ronald McDaniel, has said that that this will also proceed to the Supreme Court. And constitutional scholars who don't have a dog in this fight do believe the Supreme Court can find ways to rapidly overturn if that's what it wants to do and predict that that will happen. Several I talked to said they may do that on very narrow procedural grounds and not get their hands judicially dirty with the underlying question of was Trump acting as an insurrectionist on January 6th or the days before that to sidestep that whole issue and say on procedural grounds, we overturn uh, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment doesn't have the specific words president, vice president, Mm -hmm. therefore it doesn't apply. Uh, We're not even going to talk about insurrection because – To have that question, we have to have had due process for the former president. He hasn't been convicted of that. We're not going to deal with that. So you're overturned. That could all happen. It could happen in relatively short order. I was just interviewing Jenna Griswold, who is the Secretary of State of Colorado. She said she will respect whatever the Supreme Court says about this in the order 
from the Colorado Supreme Court said, we expect an appeal. We expect this to go to the Supreme Court. So, yes, Trump is disqualified, but not really. As long as this is held in legal limbo, he's on the ballot. So technically, Trump's still on the ballot, even though the court has said he's disqualified because he doesn't meet the Colorado standards sufficient to be on the ballot. What is that? You can't be an insurrectionist. Basically, the court asked itself two questions. Does this qualification matter for Colorado law? It said, yes, it does, whether or not you're an insurrectionist. Okay, let's ask the question, and then let's answer it. They asked it and answered it. It said, yes, the behavior of President Trump in office at the time was consistent with engaging in and acting as an insurrectionist. Therefore, you can't be on the ballot. That's it. That's what Colorado said. As you know, in Minnesota, that's not what the court said. It's not what the court said in Michigan. Correct. In both cases, they, they sidestepped it a little bit. That's it. They, they uh, sidestepped it. Uh, you, you labeled it. Yeah, perfectly. they did. They're like, no, 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 no. This is a, this is a political question we'd rather not, or mm-hmm. it's a primary question we'd rather not. We'll save this for the general. Colorado Supreme Court jumped in with both feet, and yes, everything that we have just discussed is mostly legal, Slightly political, but let's not forget the moral question. Why are we here? Why are we having why are we having this conversation? That's right. Why? Why? Yeah. yeah. Um, is it Joe Biden? Is it Joe Biden? No. Is it Kevin McCarthy? No. Is it Mike Johnson? No. Is it Chuck Schumer? No. Is it Kamala Harris? No. There's one reason and one reason only we're having this conversation. Donald Trump. And what happened? That's right. And what he didn't do. And what all he, of this? What he fomented? All of this, All of this legal gnashing of teeth that we've been going through for a year and we will go through for yet another year is a but for Trump gnashing of teeth. Joe Biden, who often does not answer questions today, did answer a couple questions, including when he was asked this question. We wish the volume was a little bit higher, but you're still going to get the point. Here's Joe Biden in the last couple hours. self-evident. You saw it all. Now, whether the 14th Amendment applies, I'll let the court make that decision. But he certainly supported an insurrection. And no question about it. Is Donald Trump an insurrectionist? That's the question. And he says, the court will decide, but it's self-evident. Did you expect that sort of response from President Biden today? I did, in the sense that and, and we're going to have, as a nation, this kind of particular semantic conversation. Is it an insurrection? Is it a rebellion like the Civil War? Because we only have, Chad, one, thankfully, defined, definable insurrection rebellion in our country. We've had protests, lots of protests. That's different. But a systematic attempt to overthrow or undermine the government of the United States was what happened on January 6th and everything that led up to it and continued after the rioters were cleared from the Capitol when Trump's lawyers were still pigeonholing and lobbying senators yes. to delay things and hold things up and create more uncertainty and chaos. That, and can, that cannot be forgotten. I think too yeah. many people forget that, that even after everybody had left they yes. still were engaged in the same shenanigans 
And right. I'll use that does in quotations. That, does, that constitute, does that constitute a unified conspiratorial effort to subvert the government? And in this case, one central question, will there or will there not be a peaceful transfer of presidential power? In living rooms across this country, we're going to have family debates about does that constitute a riot and just a riot or an insurrection? The president's already said what he thinks. Self-evident. That was a riot to stop something. What was it to stop? The peaceful transfer of power. That is his definition of an insurrection. Will courts agree with that? I don't know. But again, I go back to the why. Why around these dining room tables are we going to have to tease out to our heart satisfaction as American citizens what is or isn't insurrectionist behavior of the president of the United States. Because one man who was pushing his followers to overturn an election which had been litigated and he lost pretty much every single ruling. Let's put Major on hold. Short pause. I want to ask Major how he thinks this scenario would play out if after Supreme Court ruling and most do not believe this is going to happen. But if a Supreme Court ruling takes place, and despite the fact that Donald Trump resoundingly and quickly wins the Republican nomination, that multiple key swing states are not allowed to have Donald Trump on the ballot, what would happen in this country? How would that play out? Plus a little bit of Christmas nonsense before we're done. Right back with Major Moments on CCO. So let's play this scenario out with uh, Major Garrett. Donald Trump is removed from the ballot, not just in states where he doesn't have a chance to win, but in multiple key swing states. He easily defeats Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Chris Christie, you name it. And in two or three key states, in an election uh where we're down to, I don't know, six, seven, eight states max. And all of a sudden, Donald Trump is not eligible to be listed as Republican nominee. Major, how would this country react? How would his supporters react? Because I, I think it's fraught with danger, fraught with peril. He, sure. would, he would be out on the stump constantly. There would be nothing measured about what he would say. And I fear for what would – I'm not exaggerating. I fear for what could happen on Election Day itself if this scenario actually takes place. Exactly. And, and I don't disagree with anything you said there at all in terms of that's a scenario that should concern us greatly. And there is nothing about Trump's temperament or his rhetoric or the behavioral pattern of some of his most aggressive supporters to make us anything other than fearful. That being said – I think that underscores the seriousness with which the Supreme Court will regard this particular case and try to settle this particular matter with clarity. Now, maybe it won't. And there's this great conversation, and by great I don't mean wonderful. I mean large and significant conversation among lawyers I've been talking to since 
last night when this news broke. Okay, how much does the Supreme Court want to weigh in this? How, how, how clear and definitive does it want to be? And will the judgment of the Colorado Supreme Court give legitimacy to this matter in terms of litigation in other places? Like, like you said, other swing states mm-hmm. where it hasn't yet been tested. Will that add legal fire and fuel to bringing those cases in those swing states? Does the Supreme Court want to douse that process, nip all that in the bud and say, look, we are not doing this as a country. And for these reasons, this is not a matter with which any state Supreme Court can intervene for this matter. The Section 3 says this. The Colorado Supreme Court read it that way. We judge this and we judge this permanently. So it's over. It's sealed off. This will be a matter resolved politically, and we're not going to have that scenario you painted, Chad, which is states on the board, meaningful, close, and now off the board because of judicial intervention. That would add in very unpredictable, combustible ways to what is already a fraught political atmosphere. All right, let's get to Christmas. Um, yeah, hey, how about that? Let's go, let's go. I mean, uh, craziness on Election Day or craziness Christmas. Are, are you guys the type of family? Now, uh, listen, your kids are all across the country, so mm-hmm. hopefully they will be with you. I know it's not always guaranteed. But do you have, um, outside of presents and just the staples we all have, do you have a couple things that no matter what, they are a part of the Garrett tradition on Christmas, or are you more flexible? So uh, there is one thing and one thing, two things, I guess, two things that have to be present. One varies from year to year because that's the live Christmas tree, but it has to be a live Christmas tree. Oh, stop. Not large, stop. not large. Stop, stop, stop. It has to be live. No. has to be live. No. And two. And. <laughs> Man. <laughs> has to be live, the fake regularly one, water, refreshed. Yep. Yes, yes. Second, and I think the audience will get this. You will get. Everyone will get this. The Christmas stockings, my beloved sainted grandmother knitted for all of us. Oh, beautiful. Mine says major. My mother's, which says K. My mother's departed. She's deceased. My grandmother obviously is as well. But those stockings, trust me are always hung with care. And they're, for me, the emotional centerpiece of any Christmas. Are the stockings always filled, or is it just good enough to have them up there? No, I'm, I'm a big believer. I lean in and have always leaned into filling the stockings. I'm a big proponent of filling the stockings, getting in creative, being ingenious with small, nice items, food and other things, everything wrapped in the stocking, fill them up. That's a cool part of Christmas morning. That is a cool part. Now, for your bride, I know she normally listens later, but maybe she won't listen to this one. I know she's <laughs> locked in. Have you picked out her stocking stuffers already, or are you saying, eh, we can get to those at the end? I'm a little bit behind on that. I'm caught up on everyone and everything else. But I do need to, uh, and I've been extremely busy the last three or four days, so I'm a little bit behind on the stocking stuffer. So that ingenious thing, 
I need to get smarter real quick. Yeah. I don't think your bride is going to appreciate it. I ended up landing everybody else a present, <laughs> but I've been busy, and I'm thinking you about the 10th of January. I mean, we'll just have a yeah, – the, the, the multi-pack of Trident gum is not going to do it. No. No. <laughs> but, no. I don't think that – I mean, it's just, just massive amounts of double mint – is no. <laughs> not really going to work. I don't think so. Uh, no, briefly, no. Uh, if you could live anywhere outside of your mansion on the Potomac, mm. where would you live? Chad, <laughs> I'm a Californian. Yeah. California. Right back San to Diego. San Diego? Yeah, right back, of course. Yeah. Why not? San Why not? Diego, where I grew up. It's my, high in the my, my beloved and beautiful hometown. Yeah. I love yeah. having you on the show. That is just a fact. I hope you have a fantastic uh, Christmas, and we'll talk next so week. So same to you. It's the best part of my year, being on the show. Love it. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. And we'll we'll talk next week, yes or no? Yes, I'm in. I'm here. Okay. Beautiful. I'm working. Thank so you. I'm around. Get, All right. Get that See gum. You. Major Garrett, off to get the uh, spearmint gum right now. Chris Tubbs is going to hit a button. Then we'll get to Susie. We'll have some more fun next hour. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.